Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Hey, today is Wonderful Wednesday. Uh, it's hump day. It's the day that we get over the uh, most of the week, and then we start sliding down into the weekend. And as we slide down into the weekend, we begin to imagine some of the things that, uh, or at least plan uh, some of the things that we might do. My understanding is that many of the churches are starting to reopen their doors and uh, they've got some safety precautions in mind. I saw one church that said um, something about uh, handshake free Sunday or something and they're not going to allow people to shake hands and to greet people like maybe we normally would uh, to give them a hug or anything there'll be that social distancing not sure about wearing masks or any of that but this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday Pentecost Sunday being the Sunday when we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit into the world and I thought that what I would do over the next couple of days is to prepare us for that specific event. We're going to do it like a precursor leading up to the Holy Spirit's coming. And I want to begin with a a teaching that Jesus gave out of John chapter 15, and we're beginning to read at the 18th verse and through the 27th verse. He begins in this fashion. He's speaking to his his disciples, and he's talking about a relationship that we as his believers, we as his followers, we as his disciples have to the world. And he he says this, if the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember that as we're reading scripture, uh, we see key words. Sometimes they're little, but sometimes they're significant words such as therefore. And as I've said before, when we see that word therefore, we ask the question, what is it therefore? What that therefore does is it reaches back into the previous verses and it brings the power of those verses into what he's about to say. And what he says is, listen, they've hated me. They're going to hate you. There's nothing you can do about it because you're not of the world. You don't practice the things that they practice. You don't believe the things that they believe. You walk according to the Holy Spirit's guidance and by faith and in holiness and righteousness and purity. And you don't think yourself better than anyone else, but you live in a manner that shows off Jesus. You live in a manner that shows off Jesus. And he says, because they've hated me, the world hates you. Verse 20, remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. So he's saying to us that there are two sides of this coin. The one side that people are going to persecute you because they'd also persecuted uh, Christ. On the other side of that coin, it says, if they had kept Christ's word, they're also going to keep your word. In other words, the things that you tell them about Jesus, they will also believe because they had believed him in the first place. Verse 21, but all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know the one who sent me. 
if they had, uh, or excuse me, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sinned. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would not have sinned. But now they have both seen and hated me and my father as well. But you have done this in order that the word may be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Jesus is saying to his disciples, and he's speaking to us today, that there was no justifiable reason for them to hate him. There was no justifiable reason for them to put him on the cross. There was no justifiable reason for them to persecute him or his followers because he had done exactly what the scriptures had said that he was going to do. Now, as I read this passage, I found that verses 26 and 27 give to us hope because here Christ is giving to us the promise of the Holy Spirit. He's prepping his disciples. He's getting ready for his death. He's trying to give them encouragement. And he says to them this, when the, Holy, when the Helper, the Holy Spirit, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness of me. And you will bear witness also, because you have been with me from the beginning. Christ is saying to us, he was saying to them, that you are going to have tremendous power and strength to withstand anything that people bring against you because of the Holy Spirit. Especially when it comes to witnessing to family and friends and when they don't understand and when it seems like maybe you're not making sense. He gives to us the Holy Spirit who then applies what we are saying to the lives of those who hear our words. And they're not really our words, but it's His Word that is within us. It is His power. It is His might. It is His authority. It is His death that we proclaim. It is His resurrection that we proclaim. It is the forgiveness of sin that gives us hope and confidence. And He's saying to us, you will have a twofold witness with people. First, you will have the witness of the Holy Spirit who will lead us to truth and righteousness and who will bear witness of Jesus Christ. And you will have your own witness because you have been with Jesus from the beginning. I wonder today, have you been with Jesus? Have you spent time with him? 
Have you walked with him today? Have you talked with him? One of my favorite songs is that song, In the Garden. And the songwriter said, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses. I wonder, have you heard that sweet voice? Have you felt his gentle presence? Have you been comforted by knowing that you are his and he is yours? Today, my friends, I challenge you. Reread John 15, verses 18 to 27. And ask the Lord, Lord, in light of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, what is it that you want me to learn? And what is it that you want me to do as a result of what I've learned? Father, bless your children this day in Jesus' name. Thank you for allowing me to be with you. Friends, would you do me a favor? Again, would you just share this message? Put it on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram accounts, wherever you can spread the word. Would you help me to do that? Because together and with the power of the Holy Spirit and his anointing, we can do mighty things for the Lord our God. May God bless. Thank you.